0: Hello, everyone,
1: welcome to July's Subscriptions for Authors Fireside Chat with a very, very special guest. You'll notice that y'all can actually turn on your cameras, um, which this can going to be very intimate um, fireside chat, and we're going to be talking all about imposter syndrome for subscription authors, specifically conquering imposter syndrome with the incredible guest, Joan Raymond, who's been a part of this CUNY really since the beginning and is an unbelievable writing coach, mindset coach, and she's also a fantastic cozy mystery writer with a subscription, which she's going to talk all about. I'll do my official instruction for Joan in this fireside chat and let her take it away with what will be a very interactive um, and I think really eye and soul opening presentation. But before we get to that, I want to first say Hello, everyone. How has people's summer been so far? I feel like we're we're definitely in the thick of summer now, and I'd love to hear where you are are calling in from. Put in the chat what what city, what what state, what country you're in. I personally am in Robeson, North Carolina, or I'm outside of the Robeson County Public Library. I'm in. Oh no, where am I? I'm somewhere in North Carolina. I don't know exactly where. Um, I'm I am not lost. I'm on a road trip and working in different locations of the road trip. That's me today. So I'd love to hear where y'all are at. We have Yorkshire, UK, Atlanta, Georgia, not too far. Atlanta, again, we have two Atlantas, okay. Knoxville, Kansas, Manchester, Nottingham, Kingston, Ontario. Oh, it's probably beautiful in Kingston, Ontario right now. California, great to see you, Lindsay. Great to see you, Gina. Gina was just on the podcast. That episode will come out soon. It was really, she's inspiring and amazing. Bianca. your dog likes peaches, that's very Georgia vibes, but you're in Apple Valley, California. Ooh, lots of fruit vibes, Oregon, Albany. Wow, we got people all over the world. And then Toronto, Ontario as well, so we have a few people in the province of Ontario. Um, this is this is great, and Norway, that's so cool. You might win the award for the furthest calling in, at least from where I'm located personally, not that I'm the center of the call or anything, that, that's weird, But. Farthest from me at the moment and probably farthest from Joe too, but this is awesome. Okay. If y'all don't know, we do these chats every single week on the, or sorry, no, not every single week. That's totally overpromising. every single month on the first Friday of the month from 3 PM to 40, 30 PM Eastern. You're in the right spot on the right link. We do these every month. And this month we have a really, really special one. So it's hard to start a subscription. It's hard to put yourself out there, start anything new to, to even begin writing your own story. Like it's, it's it's difficult. And the first thing I know I can feel oftentimes is, is this good enough? Am I good enough? Does this matter? And that is, that is imposter syndrome. And I definitely know I felt it before. I think we've all felt that at moments. And today, Joan's gonna be talking to us all about that. And before I hand it off to Joan, I wanna give the official introduction and I'll include some of her links in the chat to her books, to her subscription, and to her website because We're all here together, but Joan is a published author and supervised professional writing coach. And when she's not crafting cozy mysteries, she's helping writers silence their inner critic and develop the confidence and habits to awaken the novelist within. And today she's giving a very special chat focused on subscription authors and in process syndrome. Joan, I'll let you take it from here.
2: Thank you, Michael, and welcome everyone. And and if you wanna, um, Undo your camera, whatever you call it. Allow your camera. I love to see faces when I'm talking because I kind of read, you know, people's faces and um, you know, like I can see if people are like, (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about or something. So if you want to enable your camera, that would be great. And for all of you that that have, and I know some people can't because you're at work and whatnot. But anyway, I'm Joan Raymond. I'm a published author. Like Michael said, I live in Bakersfield, California, where um, it was 110 degrees most of last week, and now it's a little bit less. And I know there are the others that are in California know that um, the heat wave that we just went through. So what we're here today is we're talking about imposter syndrome. Um, everybody know what imposter syndrome is? If you don't, it's okay. So if you don't know what it is, raise a hand or just like, okay, awesome, Awesome, Shirley. Thank you for being honest, because in here, we're going to be honest. We're going to be vulnerable. I mean, I'm going to be vulnerable. And, you know, I just want you guys to know this is a safe place. Yes, it's being recorded, but um, everything we talk about here is important to us, not only as writers, as subscription authors, uh, for anything we start in life, you know, imposter syndrome hits. What imposter syndrome is, it's the Ugly voice inside of our heads trying to protect us. You see, our brain tries to protect us, you know, the fight or flight thing. Um, It is the voice inside our heads that says, Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to fail. Don't do it. You don't want to be embarrassed. Don't do it. And a lot of times we listen to that voice because it's so much easier to say, Yeah, you're probably true. You know, you're probably right. So When it comes, and it's also the voice that kills our dreams. I mean, how many of you have a dream of being a successful subscription author? Probably everybody in this room. And um, I will tell you a little bit about my subscription. I started it. um, I don't know when when it opened months ago, and I I put the information out to my newsletter list. You know, um, not knowing how they were going to take it because I write cozies. I gave them the first three chapters for free. I put it out on social media and guess what? I have one subscriber, (laughs) one yay, you know, but um, that's okay. This person has stayed and continued to read my story. So, you know, I am not saying I I make $10,000 a month in subscriptions, but um, I do know that I don't feel like it's a fail. And that's the one thing we're gonna talk about here is that no matter what you do, it's not a fail. It is you trying to do something to try to figure out what works better. So remember that when it's really hard to do what you're going to do. So anybody in here ever deal with imposter syndrome? Okay. So, yeah, I see even Michael. I We were joking, not really joking, but before this, I said, I bet he had some imposter syndrome going before he started Reem. I mean, that was a big jump. I'm sure there were some voices in his head that were telling him a couple things you know, that might work, might not work. And I've interviewed, um, I have a YouTube channel. I didn't give that to Michael, but I do have a YouTube channel, and I've inv- interviewed a lot of authors. and even New York Times best-selling authors, 20 books out, make a lot of money every time they sit down to write a new book, they' say, <clears throat> "I'm still feeling imposter syndrome. I'm still feeling like I can't do it." you know? So like I said, it hits its all. So anyway, tell me um, when it comes to your subscription and write it in the chat, what is the voice in your head telling you
0: about starting your subscription? What is that negative voice saying? There's no wrong answers, by the way. You know, I was going to say, and that's the first thing that came to my mind.
2: I have no idea what I'm doing. Anybody else? Yep. (laughs) I'm going to do it all wrong so I don't start. Good. You're a good writer, but who's going to pay monthly for your work? Nobody cares. I can't get enough people to buy. Why would they subscribe? Nobody wants to follow me. My readers want to finish book now. They don't want to come along for the ride. How do you know this will be any different from the other things you've tried? I love that. I absolutely love that. How many of us have tried something and it hasn't gone well and all of a sudden we're like, what if it's the same as before? What if everyone is disappointed? You know, disappointing people is high on the list. Um, We worry about what other people think. All of the above. (laughs) Let's just check all of these off, right? <clears throat> so here's a couple of things I wrote down that I felt, and this is me. Um, why would anyone bother to follow you to a new platform to pay to read your stories when they can do it now for free where they are now? Yep, I that's a big one. So I wrote down, I don't know what I'm doing. What if no one signs up? Uh, my home page doesn't look as good as and name any other author that's doing this. Comparing yourself to others. Um, I'll never have enough subscribers or I'll never have the same amount of subscribers as somebody else in the group that has just 10 or 20 or a hundred, you know? Um, What if I can't post a chapter every week or even every month? What if I disappoint my, you know, my subscribers? What if I let them down? Oh, that one kills me. It's like, if I let somebody down, I just like cringe inside. And what if after they all start, they all quit? Anybody have that feeling? <laughs> it's Like, yay, I got a bunch of them. And then you wake up tomorrow. What if they're all gone? You know? <clears throat> so all of these are normal feelings. And for all of you that didn't answer, I bet you anything that you would, oh, let's see. It says, I need to leave for work in 25 minutes. We'll be away to see the rest of this later. Yes, um, it is being recorded. So... Um, So we we tend to spiral, we tend to think in absolutes, we tend to think of the worst case scenarios. Um, So what I, I wanna do, and we're gonna do an exercise, and I need a brave volunteer who is really nervous about starting your subscription for all of these reasons right here. And I'm gonna walk you through an exercise that's gonna have you see Everything from a different lens. Do I have a brave volunteer? And I know you don't know me very well, but, and the other thing I want to tell you, okay, I see Shirley's hand go up. Shirley, that's the first one I saw go up. Um, Hello. Hi, Shirley. And if we have time, we can do it again. Okay. And somebody else said, um, okay. So what we're going to do, Shirley, is I want to ask you the one question because I want you to feel safe. We can record this like we're doing right now and it'll help a lot of people. And I mean, that's not to make you feel guilty or we can not record it. If you feel more comfortable about being completely transparent. So it's no, you. no,
3: you just record it. It's fine. Okay.
2: Okay, good. I Thank like you. helping people. Okay. I appreciate that. So <clears throat> first of all, Shirley, before I share my screen, uh, tell us a little bit about you, your writing, your subscription. Where are you at? Um,
3: I've not publish my subscription yet because i'm i'm still unsure about the elements to put in and and what i can deliver okay and what do Um, you write
2: what type of stories do you write
3: billionaire romance and romantic comedy okay okay and do you have a
2: backlist or do you have how many books do you have that you've written
3: well i've got eight published at the moment on amazon um I've got two pen names, but I'm actually merging them back into one Okay. because it's too hard. Okay.
2: So you definitely have some writing under your belt. You're not a brand new writer. Um, You got a little bit of writing under your belt and you just don't know where to go with the next step. Correct. You have some stuff going on in your head that's making you um, not jump into it yet. Is that it? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Alright, I'm going to share my screen and I'm going to be asking you a series of questions and I will be writing down the answers as we go through them. And everybody can watch. Okay, so Shirley, right I all of a sudden I had a blank because I am in my 60s. <laughs> okay, Shirley. I yeah. want you to think about starting your your um, subscription and I want you to tell me what is the worst case scenario that could happen if you start this subscription
3: not getting anybody
2: okay and I'm gonna be oh my goodness
0: I'm starting to type and nothing's showing up and I don't type very well when I, people are watching me so there's my <laughs> nervousness Okay, what else? Oh, on the same question. Yes, I want you to fill this row as much as you can.
3: The worst case scenario? um, Yeah, worst case. That I can't fulfill what I've promised.
0: Okay, next. Next, <laughs> oh,
3: goodness me, can't fulfil what I've promised. Um, what
2: really keeps you awake at night? Why haven't you pushed the publish button?
3: Because I'm still going through the lessons, and so I'm I'm still not sure. Okay, so you're but still learning. I'm still learning. Okay.
0: yeah Anything else?
3: People won't like my writing. Okay. Even though I've been traditionally published, we're going to get to that. <laughs> uh, okay, people won't.
2: Yeah, people won't like your writing. Um, okay, let's say that you are your your ream page is ready. You kind of know what you're going to do, but your finger just won't hit that go live button. What is it that's going through your head at that moment?
3: Fear, I suppose
0: fear of and i know we've talked about these failure fear of failure okay so now i want you on a scale of one
2: to 100 give me the likeness of you won't ever get anyone to sign up what is the likeliness that no one will ever sign up
3: i'm hoping that it'll be
0: everyone wants to sign up. <laughs> okay so what is the real
2: likelihood likeliness of that of no one signing up
3: i think that's probably a, a zero
0: okay what about you can't fulfill what's promised
3: that's a difficult one because i'm waiting for an operation so um okay. that's
2: okay like- answer these honestly because we're gonna we're gonna go through yeah. what you can do
3: um i think i can fulfill giving them a chapter a month i've okay. got 16 chapters written
2: okay so what's the likelihood then that you won't fulfill your promise
3: the likelihood that i won't fulfill my promise
0: between zero uh, and 100
3: probably about 10 percent. okay
0: and you're still learning so yeah, still learning okay
2: so i'm going to leave that one alone for just a minute okay um okay people won't like your writing and you actually answered your own question as soon as you said this so what's the
0: likelihood of people not liking your writing
3: i'd like to think they would but again i've not got a lot of confidence at the moment
2: but you said you had eight published books and people like it correct
3: yeah i've had some really really good reviews yeah
2: so so what's the likelihood that people are not going to like your writing
3: no i think they are going to like it
0: so what's (laughs) what's the number give me a number
3: one one
0: okay yes because there's always going to be those people that Yeah, there's always, yeah. Yeah, no, there's
2: always those ones that read it like, I hated this. Okay, fear of failure. This is a huge one. Mm. What's the likelihood that you are going to completely and utterly fail this?
0: Oh, gosh, that's
3: a hard one. I'm just going to say 10%. Okay.
0: Like I said, there's no wrong answers.
2: Okay, so now we're going to go to this, Colin what's the best case scenario so not getting anyone to sign up what is the best case i mean if you could just predict it's going to be amazing what's the best case scenario
3: a hundred people to sign up
0: okay oops sorry okay you get a hundred subscribers good what
2: is the best case scenario when it comes to not fulfilling what's promised now i know you said you had a surgery or something coming up yeah so let's talk about you know and you said you have 16 chapters written so what is i do okay what's the best case scenario of fulfilling not being able to fulfill your promises
3: well once i've i've gone through all the lessons i think i will be able to fulfill them
2: okay i will Um, and then still learning Um, what's this still learning what's the best case scenario on learning
3: it's just get finding the time to to get all the all the lessons in and understanding them okay
0: people won't like my writing what's the best case scenario that they will (laughs) sorry i'm putting a word in your head but you know what's the best case scenario when you think of fear of failure that i succeed okay okay now we're going to go to what's most likely now this is the
2: normal this is the average this is what's most likely going to
0: happen?
3: I might get 10 subscribers. Okay.
0: Okay, and you can't fulfill what's promised. Based on your 16 chapters that you've written, what's the
2: most likely success scenario?
3: I think once I learn how to publish those, uh, you know, put them wherever they go, I think I'll be able to... Um, fulfill that
0: and i don't spell it. <laughs> we're not grading for english here just to let you know No. okay um and still learning
3: what's the most likely scenario for you to finish all the um <laughs> learning well me again being in my 60s sometimes it just doesn't go in I'm 65, I understand. I'm 60,
2: nearly 69. So, yeah. You're awesome. You're totally awesome. You can do this. (laughs) If you take your time, the most likely scenario will be. Yeah.
0: That what? That I will be able to do it. Okay. What's the most likely scenario where you said people won't like my writing?
3: I'm starting to feel different about this. I think if they're into billionaire romance, they'll love my writing. Okay.
0: And um, fear of failure, what's the most likely scenario?
3: I'd like to say I'm not gonna fail. Then say it. <laughs> I'm not gonna fail. <laughs> okay.
2: Remember your words are powerful. I'm not going to fail. Okay. So now we're gonna talk about solutions because this is the hardest thing is that I can talk to you, I can, I can go through this and I can say, you know, and you're gonna say it, tell yourself, I'm not gonna fail or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But we need some solutions. It's really important to have some solutions. So thinking about solutions, Uh, What actions can you personally take when it comes to getting people to sign up?
3: Well, because I've not I've not got an email list as of yet. Okay, I'm still um, unsure about. About how to get subscribers.
2: Okay, so can we at least put down um, start an email list? I mean, you might not know how to do this, but can we at least put that down?
4: Yeah, yeah. okay.
3: I've got somebody working on on setting one up for me.
2: Good,
0: perfect. What's another way you can What's another action you can take um, to let people know about your subscriptions?
3: I I presume advertising. Okay. Now
0: I don't know if you mean paid advertising. Do you need Do you mean yeah. paid? Okay, I'm
2: going to put down paid. Yeah, advertising as an option. What else? What's another way to let people know? Do you belong to any groups, Facebook groups that
0: allow um, no, um,
3: self? Not, not many. No.
0: Okay. Do you have a Facebook feed?
3: Um, if you're on Facebook, you have a personal feed, but you said you write yes, under I've pen got, name. Yeah, I've got a pen. Yeah, I've got a page for, for my pen name.
2: Okay, so you have an actual author page for your pen name. Yeah.
3: Don't so, have many people following it, but I do have one.
2: Okay. So um, are you on any other social media platforms? Instagram. Okay. So can we, um, what can you do on those social media platforms?
3: I suppose you you can advertise, can't you?
0: Or you can just post without. Oh yeah. I suppose you can just post. Yeah. Okay. So. Let's go to the next one. Can't fulfill what's promised. What is
2: an action you can take to help you make sure that you fulfill what you're promising your subscribers?
3: I I think is it's learning how to how to get the chapters wherever they they need to go so that people can pick them up. Oh, every time somebody enters the room it stops me from <laughs> okay learn
2: how to get the chapters posted on ream is that it yeah, yeah i will yeah. tell you that's one of the simplest things to do <laughs> if you know how to copy and paste there's a lot of different ways to do it but i know i have to copy i just i just did two this morning it was pretty simple it took me like all of two minutes so oh sounds um, good it's doable even for mm-hmm. us people in our 60s it's doable okay <laughs> what else can you do to fulfill
0: what is promised You've already said one thing and I'm going to see if you come up with it, but.
3: And I've gone blank.
0: (laughs) Okay. You have 16 chapters written.
3: Yes, I have. Yeah.
0: If
2: you only posted one a week, how many weeks would that take you in your subscription?
3: 16, 16 weeks.
2: Right. You'd be 16 weeks ahead of the
0: game. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we put this in an actionable step?
3: So I'm a bit confused. Okay. so what I'm trying to say is
0: always
2: have chapters ready to go. That's what I'm trying to say. So So that way you're not feeling stressed out. Yes. In other words, don't write the chapter Thursday night if you're supposed to post it on Friday morning. No.
0: Now, I know not everybody can do this, but I know I do. And it really helps my stress level yeah
2: um what's another way you can fulfill what's your promise i mean you've done some really good stuff
3: here
0: anything
2: Well, else? i don't
3: i don't like to let people down so okay. I, I do have um
0: progress i, I do have
3: go ahead I, I just sort of feel responsible not to let people down
2: okay and so how can you how can you make that um How can you minimize your stress of feeling like you're gonna let people down?
3: By making sure that I've got them um, put on to Reem.
0: Okay.
2: And and also, I know Michael can answer this, but there is a thing where you can post them in advance and it automatically will post them for you. So there's a lot of different options like that too. Okay. I'll, I'll link
1: to a video on that.
2: Yeah, so still learning. Um, what's the way, uh, surely, that you can continue to keep
0: learning
3: by doing the lessons? okay
0: Do you have time set aside every week? So watch them?
3: No, I just usually pick them up in the evening. Okay. So
2: I'm going to suggest that you make a uh, make time. a make a. a um, like an appointment with yourself, make an appointment mm. with yourself, just like a doctor's appointment and don't cancel it. Okay. And then that way you can get it through, even if you're doing one a night, one every other night, you'll get, mm. you make a lot of progress. Um, okay. So people won't like what I'm writing. What, what steps can you take to make sure they do? And this is kind of a trick question.
3: What, what steps to make sure they do what? Like your writing, um hone my skills. I suppose. Okay. I think I'm getting to be a better writer, anyway. Yes, most the of the more this. I write, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've got some wicked reviews, so. Okay, I want you to hang on to those. A <laughs> modern day Jane Austen. oh my goodness okay
2: um and it's okay to have imposter syndrome even though you have those reviews because i Mm. i know every time a story is posted that comes back again like okay this has happened in the past how can i make this happen in the future the one thing is you can't force people to like your stories but the thing you can do is continue to write and continue to get better yes you know continue to hone your skills like you said Mm -hmm. and the fear of failure what is a solution that you can take that
0: will help you alleviate
3: the fear of failure flipping hammer to my head (laughs) what was that say that again a hammer to my head oh okay i will
2: write that down (laughs) knock some sense into you is that what you're saying okay so Shirley, look at here we went from okay, so zero percent. So you're really yeah. believing that you're gonna get at least 10 subscribers. Yeah. Can't fulfill what I've promised. You have only had 10% there, which is still important because 10% is enough to hold us back. But you are learning, you'd said you can learn how to post a bon ream always have yeah. chapters ready to go. Do you think that 10% is gonna get lower after you learn all this? yes what do you think it would be after you learn all this
3: now well, maybe maybe one percent if that
2: okay so i'm going to put a little slashy thing here and put one percent okay so people won't like my writing i don't know if we can ever change this but um you know
3: yeah you always you always get um the the people that put the one stars don't you
2: Yes, you do. And sometimes we always you, get them. We love those because then we're in the one-star club. Sadly, I'm not. <laughs> I'm only in the two-star club. <laughs> one of these days, I hope to be in the one-star club. <laughs> and then fear of failure. Um, after going through all these solutions, what's your number now for fear of failure? Do you really feel like
0: you're going to fail um, 10%? No. Not what's, now. What's your number?
3: zero percent
0: wow i'm not gonna feel i'm not gonna fail so how do you feel now Shirley?
3: i feel better (laughs) i feel better in myself
2: okay
3: writing it down makes it
2: writing it down looking at it in a very logical way and instead of Mm. letting it go around in your brain now if anybody wants to these are shirley's answers but um if you wanna take a screenshot of this page, these are the questions. And Michael, it's up to you if you want. Um,
0: I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this. Anybody anybody identify with what, um, and Shirley,
2: thank you so much. Thank you for being honest and real and amazing. And I know you're gonna have amazing success because you have a different mindset now.
3: <laughs> thank you.
0: So anybody have comments on what, what happened with me and Shirley right now?
1: Yeah, I love the comment on don't, not trying to make everyone love your story. Right when you said one star review too, I was thinking sometimes one star reviews are the best marketing. Like I've seen personally like <laughs> ads for books that grab me in or authors like <laughs> making posts that make me really want to read their book when it's like, a one-star review that i'm like oh actually that book kind of book sounds awesome i want to read that one star review
2: <laughs> yeah yeah one star reviews are not a bad thing i think we can think it crushes our soul because someone hates us but you know as writers we're not supposed to please everybody and there's a lot of people that no. pick up our books um that aren't be, supposed to be the people that pick up our books not everybody likes a cozy mystery i mean i have people that ask me where's the sex and it's like a cozy mystery does not have sex if you want a book with sex read one of Shirley's books or something, you know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, um, how's everybody doing? Does anybody else wanna to volunteer to do this? Did this make enough sense that, um, let's see, Kim says I like to add that nothing is scarier than the unknown. Yes, once you start doing something, it becomes familiar and you understand that better. That's why I think the best thing is to do it, correct. I do have one uh, word of advice and, I think my paper might've fallen on the floor, sadly. It is about the difference between courage and confidence. The difference between courage and confidence. Most of us don't have the confidence to do something right away. What we have to muster up is courage. We have to just, we have to get that courageousness in ourselves and we have to be allow, allow ourselves to move forward, whether it, it, it works or not because you're not gonna know if it's gonna work if you don't do anything. But if you do something, at least you've done something. So you have to find the courage. Once you have the courage, then you can find the confidence. So don't feel like you have to be 100% confident when you start anything at all. I mean, for me, the first time I ever gave a, I, I was president of our writers club for six years here in town. And the first time I stood up in front of everybody, I was a trembling mess. I hadn't really talked in front of a group of people and there were 60 people and I, my stomach hurt, my hands were shaking. Thank goodness I had the podium to hold on to or the lectern, whatever you call it. By like the third or fourth month, man, I was leaning on it like, you know, hey, this is great. But, you know, um, I did not have the confidence to get up there. I had a passion to help people, but... After so many months and you know, like I said, I did it for, you know, six years so after a while being up in front of 100 people or whatever never bothered me. You know people talk about fear of speaking in public places, I would much rather speak in front of a group and people are like no you know give me a root canal instead so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So anybody else want to volunteer for this anybody else have questions. So. I see, I don't know how to see your name, M-A-A-J-A.
5: Go ahead. Uh, my, my question is, uh, I see a lot of people on Ream and Patreon doing super well, because they are writing romance, and I think people will pay for something that they find really compelling like that, but um, I write urban fantasy that's kind of sweet and weird and comedy horror uh mystery like i write weird stuff that i just don't know if people will uh you know will people will actually um subscribe to something that isn't um as compelling as romance have you tried have you started your subscription yet and tried No, I, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start beginning of August Mm -hmm. because I want to get my book. Like, it's, it's the sequel to, um, I serialized a book on, on Wattpad that did well, and then I indie published it. So my idea is to, to, um, put up a subscription for the sequel. Mm -hmm. Um, but I just it's hard to find the confidence in the material itself when I guess I just have to do it and find out, but I would love to know that there's people on Ream who are doing well, um, that are writing stuff that's a little bit off the beaten track and doesn't have any sex in it, you know? Yeah. Mine doesn't have any sex in it. And mine are cozies.
2: And a lot of my, my readers are telling me, I don't want to read it two chapters a week. I want to read the whole thing at a time. But like I said, I do have one subscriber. So there are subscribers out there because all of my chapters end on a cliffhanger. So, and I look at the, um, for those of you that um, can get Hulu, the streaming service, they have only murders in the building. That is a mystery that is serialized week after week after week. And that's one one of the highest shows. So I know people love, you know, mysteries, and to see it week by week so i know there's people out there <laughs> and so for you the truth is like you you actually answered your own question you're not going to know until you try you're not going to know until you and then you can wonder and you can wonder and you can wonder and and yes and and, and michael can answer the question he knows most of the authors on here and yeah. i'm going to turn it over to him in a second but um he can tell you people that are writing your same genre, how they're doing, but remember, here's the biggest thing. We can't compare ourselves to other people. I mean, we can to a certain extent, but you have no idea how many followers this person has. You have no idea how long they have been writing. You have no idea, you know, they might have 10,000 people on their mailing list or they might have 10,000 followers on Instagram or something like that. So it's kind of hard to, Okay, so Michael just posted one in the in the chat. Somebody that's off to a good mm. start. That's the same.
5: So, and you know, the other thing I wondered is any is anybody doing well with short stories? Because I have a tendency to write them as well. Like, can you go back and forth between longer stuff and write short stories in between, and not have everybody? But I you're right. I just have to try it.
2: <laughs> and see, that's just it. You have you you can't just. Let your brain tell you all the reasons that might go wrong. I mean, if you looked at this, looked at the chart that I used with Shirley, it's like what what is the percentage, you know, or what could go wrong? You know, a lot of things. Nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna subscribe, kind of the same stuff. What's the what's the honest possibility? Nobody knows until you throw it out there. Nobody knows until you put it on social media. I mean, yours might be amazingly. Anna says, I post a short story every week. I have four subscribers, and last week I had three. So not amazing, but growing. No, but that's huge. That's huge. See? Yeah, we want guarantees, and there aren't any. I agree. There, I mean, when you put a book on Amazon or wherever you put your books, there is no guarantee that you're going to have one person read it, except maybe, you know, your best friend or something like that, and they can't post a review. But... <laughs> One thing I like to remember is Reem is still a baby. It's only been public for two months. Reem authors and advocates haven't had a lot of time yet to pull readers to the platform. It might take a little while to actually see numbers of authors who are doing super well in certain genres, but that's encouraging instead of discouraging because it means you have a chance to be the one who does well and inspires someone who comes after you. And it's true, we are all the, the first ones in this in this new thing, I mean, you know, think of think of us a year from now. We'll be like, eh, you know, like surely it'll be. Oh, I'm posting with my eyes closed. I know how to throw a story up. I doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even bother me anymore. And here, you know, I was worried about it. Um, Michael says I'll send a list of. Yeah, he's going to show the 500 uh, authors. Um, We've been brainwashed for years to think right to market is guaranteed, guarantee, but I assure you, it's not true. Yeah. It's uh you can't have a guarantee, you know, we we work in an industry where we write what's on our heart and we put it out there, hoping people will love us and love our work. And we're in one of the most cruellest businesses because people love to tell us how much our work doesn't look, you know, work. I was going to use the word sucks, but I guess that's OK. Right. <laughs> You know, I knew a, I interviewed an author who told me, his, and he has amazing books. And he said, one of his one star reviews said, This should have been thrown in a dumpster and caught on, on, set on fire. And he was proud of that
0: review because, you know, it made him laugh. But, you know, you can't, there's no promises. Anybody else have
2: questions about imposter syndrome? I know Michael's here and he'll answer questions about Reem. But, um, I mean, I, you know, is your brain, it's mostly our brains that are trying to stop us. It's it's that one thing inside of us that's telling us, stay safe, don't embarrass yourself. Don't put yourself out on a limb.
1: I wanna recommend a book to people uh, that I enjoyed reading on the subject, that's very similar, uh, that might be helpful. Um, and it's, what I like about the book is that it's helpful for all areas of our life because i'm guessing most of us do other things besides writing um, which is good it's good to have other things going on in your life and probably a lot of us have day jobs and other careers that we're doing in addition to writing and a book that i loved and i'll link to it in the chat so give me a moment because i want to share the book first then i'll link to it is the long game by dory clark i loved it i read it maybe last month and what i thought was so awesome about the book was that it was putting things to perspective about what feels like overnight success. Oh, we look at that author and they blew up and look how fast it happened for them. And if it's not happening that fast for us, that means that we're not good and that our stories stink, that maybe we should stop. She says, wait, stop. Let's put it into perspective here. This is a law game. And it's about keeping things sustainable. It's about utilizing strategies that build leverage over time rather than just trying to go for short wins, short wins. It, yeah, it was awesome book. So anyway, I think it, it helps like, Put, because imposter syndrome isn't something that you just conquer, right? It's something that you constantly confront and reconfront. And for me, whenever I'm feeling that in anything, because I feel it probably like every at least once a month, I have a moment where I'm like, geez, like I'm not ready to take this leap. I don't know if it's going to work. And I always have to remind myself about like the game I'm playing and that it's not it's an infinite game, not this like game of like, oh, well, this didn't happen tomorrow the way I wanted it to. And that means it all has failed, right? You know, you are looking at like the worst case outcome, the best case outcome, and then the most likely outcome. The trick in publishing, Joan, is that like, it's usually the best case or the worst case. And it's very rarely in between. I mean, yes, that does happen. But usually it's like, oh my God, that went way better than I thought. Or wow, that was, that what I planned. And and also saying that's sad, but also true, because I know I felt this myself, at least for me, a lot of times it's like, that was worst case. Oh, it was worst case again. Oh, it was worst case again. How do you persevere through that? And it, you know, I think for me, the long game and that mindset um, really helps. So anyways, I'll put that book in the chat and I'll stop talking, but I had a point uh, thinking about all this that I thought- No, it's good. And,
2: And the thing is, is the lens that we look through, we can look through the lens of, oh my gosh, this, you know, the fatalist lens where everything's gonna go wrong. It's not gonna work. Or we can look through the lens where maybe this will work, and I think just changing the mindset to saying, "What if it does?" Instead of, because a lot of times that negative voice says, "What if it doesn't work? What if they don't like it? What if no one signs up for my subscription?" But if you can change that around just a little bit, what if somebody does some, you know, subscribe? What if they do like my work? I mean, I'm thrilled I have one subscriber. I know it's nothing like. Some of the other authors in the group. And if I were to start comparing myself to the other people, I would just, you know, sit in a puddle and cry. But I've only been doing this a couple of months, you know. I mean, I don't want to mention names, but there's definitely names of people in the group that we could compare ourselves who have hundreds of subscribers and are making six figures a month and whatnot. And yes, we would love to be there. But then again, they started with one and they've built this over many, many, many years. I mean, like I said, if we look at where we're going to be a year from now, but the, here's the thing, if you don't find the courage to start your subscription now and you wait a year from now, then you're going to have another year before you see the one year growth. And I know it's really hard. When I started mine, oh my gosh, I just cringed. Because one thing I hate, even though I talk about mindset and I talk about best case scenario, marketing is hard for me, you know, throwing it out there to everybody. It's like, you know, what if people think I'm weird? Cause I'm talking about this subscription thing, but you know what, after a while, you're just kind of like, I'm 65. I don't care what people think anymore. You know, I did that a long time ago. I used to really worry about what people thought, but now whatever you know if i get one subscriber 10 i'd be thrilled with 10 subscribers so i mean yeah i'd be thrilled with 1000 subscribers too but you know i'm not stopping i'm i'm looking at the fact that i am in this for the long game i am in this i mean i'm in for writing for the long game i've just published my fifth book i've got two more coming out they're on pre-order i've got six more planned for next year I'm not slowing down. I'm speeding up. And you know i want to I want to just move forward. i yeah, comparison comparing yourself to someone
0: else is counterproductive because none of us are the same So, anybody else have questions? Anybody else want to just ask a question about how did you change your mindset
2: or I don't know I mean I'm not trying to put words in your mouth but um or in the typing yeah. thing
0: but
3: um but one thing about the one star review is I read one
5: recently it really cracked me up it was for a national park on the beach and it said with a one-star review because there was too much sand
2: <laughs> there you go those are the kind of things we need to print out and save by yeah. our computer. And remember, you can't please everybody. Yeah. So Michael, um, unless no, anybody has any other questions, and I mean, oh, wait, there's one. I
0: see Georgina, right? Go ahead, you can unmute yourself, Georgina.
6: Hi, I would like to know a bit about how you changed your mindset, because I've been trying to work on that this year.
2: So I'm not one of those people that goes for all the positive affirmations. you know, I mean, I don't sit there and I don't say them to myself every single day. But what I've learned is when I have a negative thought, like what if nobody signs up, I write it down. And this is what I'm going to encourage everyone to do. I'm a, well, I'm a writer. I'm a journaler. I've journaled now for 40 plus years, so I write everything down. So I will write these negative thoughts down because if they're in my head, they're going to keep me awake. They are going to stop me, and they're not healthy. And they just kind of rattle around in there, and they just get worse and worse and worse and worse. You know, you know, they don't get better; they just get worse. So if you write it down, so I write down all those things. You know, what if nobody signs up? What if people hate me? What if people think I'm crazy? And then I I take another column and I write, what if people do sign up? What if they don't hate me? What if they don't think I'm crazy? And then I take it one step further. What if a lot of people sign up? What if everybody loves me? I can't remember what the third one. And what if they think I'm brilliant? So in other words, you take it from the worst case, people hate me. No, they don't hate me, they like me. No, people love me. And I mean, it's kind of like, and as soon as you start writing that down, it kind of gets better in your head that that's really what the, you know, the truth, this is worst case scenario. You know, worst case scenario is yes, they hate you. And, you know, the cat's gonna get diarrhea
0: because you posted on Ream or something, I don't know. But, you know, it's like, we tend to spiral, Um because our thinking just gets away with us. If I have a second for a really short
2: story, I my son is 27, he was staying with us overnight. Um, or actually he was, yeah, he's coming to stay with us overnight. He's driving from Los Angeles, which is about an hour and a half. It was four o'clock in the morning and he wasn't here. And I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, something bad has happened. So I woke up, I got up, I went to the bathroom, I went back to bed and I sat there and stewed for an hour and a half. You know, should I call him? What do I do? I don't know what to do. He's not here. He's probably dead on the side of the road somewhere. So the next morning I get up and I look in the bedroom and he's there sleeping. And later I asked him, I mean, I actually woke him up. It was like eight o'clock in the morning. I'm like, when did you get in? And he goes, I don't know, like four o'clock. It was when I'd gone to the bathroom and I hadn't heard him. And he come in during that time but I laid in bed for an hour and a half thinking every horrible thing I, I can relate that to that
6: because I've got a 21 year old and an 18 year old and yeah they, and he they, was right they they the in the next room
2: sleeping the whole time I was freaking out all night long now did that help me no I felt horrible all day because I had a headache and I didn't sleep and I thought how stupid that was but see that's what our brains do and our, well, I have a 43 and a 41 and a 27 so you know it's like uh. but we let our brains you know see if I would have started thinking what if he does get home okay what if he's not in a ditch what if he's at a, you know at the Starbucks and he met some girl I mean well then I'm just gonna start all these other things I'm thinking of but you know it's like We got to get out of that negative mindset. We got to get out of that mindset that tells us the whole world is collapsing because we started our ream or because we're writing a book or because we've got a new pen name or something. We got to write it down and then you got to change it. You got to change it to the positive. And if you do that enough times, suddenly you don't see it as absolutely horrible.
0: You start seeing it in a more positive light. Does that help? That's very helpful thank you. Okay. I'll give that a try. Okay. Anybody yeah. else? Oh sorry Michael.
1: I was going to say visualizing I think is so powerful. I know that Michael Phelps he would say when he was getting ready to compete that he would just visualize winning. And I think that whatever your big long-term goal or dream is and as it evolves closing your eyes and picturing yourself in that as if that's real just like you imagine your fictional worlds and stories as if they're real is really important because we get to craft the story of our own lives. And, you know, we wanna, maybe not all your books have happy endings, but I want you to have, you know, a happy progression. Right. I Uh, think we have a question from-
2: Yeah,
4: Karan, I hope I said that right. Hi, I'll put my hand down. Yeah, I was just gonna say that uh, I haven't masked, thank you for this uh, seminar and chat. Um, but something that helps me and I'm nowhere near mastering it, but, um, sometimes giving myself, uh, first of all, looking at two things, things I've already accomplished where I felt like I couldn't do it, or I felt like an imposter. Sometimes your brain kind of remember if I have a tendency to forget when I've already gotten past it in the past, Mm -hmm. wherever I've, you know, small things, big things. I'm like, okay, I did feel like I couldn't do that. And I did do it. Therefore obviously I can. So that might help. So sometimes doing small things, kind of giving yourself proof, giving that part of you that's doubting you a little bit of proof. So doing some small steps, taking some small steps, putting a little bit out there instead of trying to tackle the whole mountain all at once, that can help. Secondly, um, giving myself a time, I have an ADHD brain. So giving myself like a time frame. like I'm going to try this for two weeks or a month, and then if it doesn't work, I'll cancel it. I'll close my account. I'll deactivate, and I'll leave. I'll start doing it. You know, sometimes like just giving myself that little bit of thing can can kind of lower the volume on some of that. And it doesn't go away, but it can. It can you can manage it. So these are just a couple of things that I that work for me. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And, you know, one thing, surely, that was interesting is that she said, I have a lot of really good reviews, and someone uh, compared me to what is it, the modern day Jane Austen? I would print those out and put the, I would plaster those everywhere I could see so that when my imposter syndrome started telling me I'm not a good writer, I would look at those and say, wait a minute, somebody said this about me, somebody said this about me. And it's like, I've done it before. And yes, I know it's, one more time. And we don't know if we can do it one more time. But yeah, Yeah, keep a folder of kind emails you get from readers. That's what Michael said. Mm -hmm. But yeah, keep that stuff and keep it close by because imposter syndrome is nasty. It will strike at any moment. And even Michael, I mean, you know, Michael gets imposter syndrome. So if he can get it, then, you know, it's okay. And the fact that he admits it too. You know what I'm saying is that because we see you as very confident you know, and, and, but it's okay that even no matter what you're doing, there's always doubt. And somebody said something, let's see. Um, Susan K said, what is the one thing that absolutely changes your life for the better? Uh, wait a minute. Uh, sorry. We're living daily no matter what, and we maybe will be trying to progress. What is, what, if this is one thing that will absolutely change your life for the better, right. And that's it. Instead of what if it fails? What if this is the one thing that will totally change your life? I remember during the conference, the one gal was talking about how bad things were, and how this has totally changed her life. You know, they didn't lose their house and whatnot. And you know, oh, Michael says I'm just a guy with a lot of passion. I think though there's a there's a part of you that it, there's a you you know yeah Britt Andrews yeah and very inspiring. I would cried during her whole thing. But um, and passions important passion and focus I know Michael's written about this several times you got to focus on what you want, you got to focus on the good things. Because a lot of times people have told us that we can't succeed, and a lot of the things we think inside our mind come from what people have said in the past, and we can usually trace it back to. i'm not going to blame a parent or you know something else, but it comes from a teacher. I had a teacher that told me I would never write romance cause it was terrible. She gave me an F in college in my MFA program and I was devastated, just devastated. <laughs> I'd never gotten an F in college ever. And you know, people like that unwillingly can really mess us up, you know they can really put something in our brain. Um, Bianca says, I have a Dragonfly poster on my wall that says, <clears throat> excuse me, what if I fail? Oh, but. My darling, what if you fly? Yes, I was right. Anybody else have a thought, a question? You can raise your hand. I I can only see one screen at a time, so um, I know there's
0: about two screens worth of people here. Georgina said I was told no one would ever publish my work. Yeah, well, you know the best the best way to get revenge is massive success. <laughs> So Michael, I think I'm gonna turn it over to you unless um, anybody else has a question, but I'll stick around, of course.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, Joan, we should give you a huge round of applause. People can unmute your mics. Let's give Joan a round of applause. That was incredible. Thank you for that. Who am I frozen or Joan frozen? (laughs)
0: Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're freezing up pretty bad.
1: Who I am. Oh, yeah. interesting. Let me, um, I can solve that problem. Give me one moment. I'll let you take the floor for the locker John.
0: Okay, so since Michael's having a little bit of connection issues, um, I know that he's gonna,
2: he's here to answer questions about subscriptions. So if anyone has questions about subscriptions, until he kind of gets in a better place, uh, Wi-Fi wise. Does anybody have questions about subscriptions? And if you do, you can you know raise your virtual hand, and then we can go through one at a time. Or everybody's totally amazing, and you're ready to start your subscription right this second, and you have no questions at all. Can we get a copy of the document you shared? Yes, I can send it to Michael, and he can. Are you talking, Linda? Are you talking about the one that uh, the one that has the worst case scenario and all that good stuff? Yes, okay. I will send it to Michael and he can get it out to everybody.
5: Joan, if you have a PDF, it'll go right into the thing. Just... I don't
2: have a PDF of it right now. I only have the Word document. I'm gonna have Even to Even
5: Word doc will go right in.
2: <clears throat> um you can put there. it goes right in the message. I know. Um okay, here's where my imposter syndrome comes out. I use a Mac for business, but the only thing I know how to do on it is like zooms and write and stuff like that. So uh, for me to do that right now would really throw me off. So it's just easier if I okay. send it to you.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> I'm I was back on, now, by the
2: way. Oh, I if I was on my PC, I would do it in a split second. So, but thank you, I would. Okay, you've got a couple of questions, Michael, and I, I'm not sure if they're for me or for you, but they're probably for you, so.
1: Let's see, I joined on a different device. So can you read them out to me? Cause I can't see the past comments.
2: Oh, no, they have just hands raised. Oh, then I'm here. Okay, Corinne, Karan. Yeah, hi,
4: Kieran. That's okay. Hi, again. um, So I just have a quick question. I have, uh, I'm guilty. I haven't like gone through Reem in terms of like all the technical uh, documents. I know there's a lot of good documentation available, but I'm just wondering, uh, and I know that there are differences in terms of ideology between Reem and Patreon. Obviously, Patreon is becoming more and more like, Limited in terms of this, a bit of scope, plus it. uh, I know that it doesn't have as good of an ebook functionality. So, could Michael or somebody just give me a run, give us a rundown of specifically uh, what are the ebook or the e reader um, technical sort of aspects of Ream that are unique? I remember hearing something about like people can basically use Ream like almost like a Kindle app where they can read right within Ream. Uh, they can bookmark things they can highlight things they can I don't know so if you could michael if somebody could give us give me some somebody who doesn't have a reading subscription yet and is just basically new um how it works from a technical standpoint like what are the differences in a ream experience for somebody who's a reader versus uh, patreon or something thank you
1: uh, did you want me to answer that or someone you said who's new who doesn't have re subscription? who do you want to answer that do you want no, me to i'm new
4: I'm okay, you're, Whoever oh, you're saying for
1: you. Okay. I understand. Yeah. I was like, if you want someone who's new to answer this, I will not be that guy. Um, yeah. Um, how reams e-reader works. We call it a social ear is when you go in from a, the reader side, you see the chapters that you have access to in your tier, a chapter can be public. So a public chapter is free for everyone to read, or it can be to any of your d- different paid tiers it could be available to all your paid tiers. Um, then when you go into read a chapter in every paragraph, there's an ability for a reader to react. They could either like the paragraph or comment on that paragraph. So this could be anything from like feedback to just a question or just sharing their emotions, their thoughts on that paragraph. Then readers can adjust the font size and the font type on the actual reader. And then when you're actually reading, it's this endless scroll from one chapter to another, so you go chapter one, chapter two, if these are your chapter titles. If a reader is not part of a paid chapter and then they hit a paid chapter or a chapter at a higher tier, they will then be asked to upgrade. There's like an upgrade modal. The rest of the chapter is grayed out. And then the other thing is that when a reader has updates on a REAM chapter, let's say you send out chapter 10 to paid subscribers. They'll get an email with a notification, but the paid chapter won't be in that email for security reasons that they can't forward it to other readers. They have to click a button and when they're signed into their account, then they'll take them straight to that new chapter. And then there's a table of contents in that book where they can navigate from chapter one, chapter two, all different chapters very easily. So that's like the quick rundown of how the e-reader aspect of it works.
4: So just to follow up so you um i cut uh, my mic uh my headphone cut out for a second so you're saying that there's like a social reader aspect so people can actually interact with each other uh, over paragraphs or chapters things like that the readers
1: yeah the we'll repeat that again because i actually got distracted by a comment um in, in the chat i, <laughs> I was thinking like my mind's in places repeat your question
4: so uh you did you say that there's a social aspect <inaudible> so that people can actually comment on particular chapters or paragraphs and actually yes. interact with each other? Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I should have actually described that more. Um, so your readers can comment, you can comment on paragraphs and then readers will see those comments. You can delete comments. As an author, you can delete any comments. You have like, you know, total admin privileges. Readers can delete their own comments. Obviously they can't delete other people's comments. And then what will end up happening is that If you reply to a reader's comment, they will get an email saying this person replied. Even if another reader replies to their comment, they'll get an email that someone replied. And then they can go and reply to you. And then, you know, you can have a whole conversation there. Um, So yeah, that's kind of how that whole function works. And it's how it will look when you're actually inside of the book um, is on the paragraph itself, you'll see a little plus sign. And if there's comments, it turns purple and it will let the reader know how many comments are there. So it's pretty you know, pretty unobtrusive, but when you click the comment, then it opens up all the comments, if that makes sense.
4: Right, and as an author, you can turn off or on where people can comment. Like if I, let's say I want people to read the whole um, chapter or whole book even, or se- multiple chapters before I wanna allow discussion, uh, or is it always like they can discuss any chapter, any line, any paragraph?
1: Great question. Um, so right now, by default, it's turned on always, but we're going to be adding settings that enable authors to turn it off, maybe only allow certain tiers to comment, right? All, there's going to be a lot of different settings in the future, but okay. um, we're, I guess, 60 days ago is when we launched the public. So we're still, there's a lot of things about Ream that are great today, and there's a lot of things that are going to be even better tomorrow. So that's one of those things. Okay.
4: I just wasn't clear because, I mean, I really like the social interaction aspect of it. I just wanted to know to what extent authors have control over that. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
1: Also, to answer a question from, oh, no problem. That's an amazing question. And to answer a question from Christine in the chat, um, they can be labeled anything. Um, You don't even necessarily need to publish chapters. You can be publishing a collection of character profiles, a collection of maybe travel guides. You could be posting a collection of short stories, right? So it doesn't need to be Traditional chapter at all, and of course you can label it episode too. That's completely, to- totally appropriate. Uh, it's really whatever you want to do. That's the power of it. Um, for Shirley, Shirley asks, "I'm on publishing um, two books from Amazon as I've written them in dual point of view. Uh, before I publish them again, can they go on Ream? Of course. I mean that with Ream, and uh, there's really like you can have a Ream, and a, you you can have a Ream and have your books anywhere else." period. Like there's no exclusivity agreement. The issue comes with other platforms, right? You know, if you're an Amazon Kindle Unlimited program, you definitely don't want to have a book in KU and on REAM mm-hmm. at the same time because KU will get mad at you. Um, that's one example. Uh, if you have a, a deal with a traditional publisher, traditional publishers might need to give you special clearance or rights to publish a book on REAM, right? That might not be part of your contract. So um, there, are, there are things to think about with REAM, but we don't have any exclusivity agreements.
2: There's a hand raised, Michael. I don't know if you know. Um, oh, think, yes,
1: yes, go. I was just uh getting some questions in the chat. Yeah,
2: Please. I just want to make sure before you answer another one.
1: So you want me to go? Ju- yeah, ju- uh, Junita. Okay. Yeah. I kind
6: of have I have two things. One's kind of for John and okay. one is for you. Uh the thing for John is. My big fear when you were doing all that, I was thinking about is that also when you were saying uh, her fear wasn't what her fear is. I said, yeah, but I'm different from everybody else. If it works for them, it still ain't going to work for me. And that was what I was <laughs> <laughs> thinking when you were talking about those fears. And that's something my brain tells myself. Yeah, they can do it, but I can't. And So so, uh, so then what you have
2: to look at is if you look at that chart we did so that your your fear is they can do it, but I can't. And then you would ask yourself, so what's what what percentage is that true? And I mean, it might be for you a hundred percent, and that's okay, you know. But then, what's the real likelihood that they can do it, but you can't?
6: And well, then you probably know, zero,
2: uh, yeah. because
6: I, I work in the industry and I work with authors and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I mean, I already have success working with authors, and I have uh, published short stories and stuff like that. So it's I know it's ridiculous it's okay but remember your
2: feelings are not ridiculous your feelings are real so you have to you have to acknowledge the fact that these feelings are real and they're and yes they may be ridiculous but they're real and we have to deal with them because if we don't if we let them just bounce around in our heads like the night I laid there for an hour and a half while my son was totally safe I mean you know we have to acknowledge them and we have to find a way to see them through a different lens. So if you feel like you're not gonna be able to do it even though everybody else is, then you just kind of look at what what's the real thing. You know, Yeah, I, I really can, but I'm gonna to have to find that courage to get started. I might not be confident yet, but I gotta get that courage, I gotta find it. And if you don't have the courage, I mean, the group is amazing. Just say, I'm having a challenge and you'll have everybody run to your side. Like, you know, you can do this. We believe in you, you know. Also, if you have a friend or a writer friend or a mentor or anyone else that can either virtually or literally hold your hand or, you know, have that pep talk with you, that's huge. Because if you had one person And I I know you have probably more than one person, but if you have one person that believes in you, it makes all the difference in the
0: world. Thank you. And you're not on your own. I mean, honestly, you are not on your own. So no problem.
6: Thank you. And for Michael, um, I haven't hit launch on mine because I'm still uploading stuff and uh, I'm going to give early access. I've not published a novel. I'm doing a paranormal midlife series this is what I'm going to be doing and I decided to do early access to that and uh, I originally outlined the book in medium short form 150 words or less on medium and put them out there I did 87 episodes and I got a lot of great response from that and I was going to upload those and release those and then start releasing my uh, basically my rough draft chapters as I write them uh, which I've got a couple of those already out. And my question, I guess, is really, do you think it's okay for me to uh, dribble the outline, the 87 episodes first, and then start delivering the chapters once I do it? That's, I've been unsure about what to do about that.
1: The the outline, so the outline would be like just, an overview of what's going on in the chapters, not well, the chapters itself.
6: Actually, I wrote them. They're like little scenes and everybody raised about the fact that they felt like they had a whole chapter almost in 150 words and it went from thing to thing to thing to thing, to thing and they were all excited about it. So it was wow. like a mini story of the book. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to revise and expand that.
1: You know, that's super interesting and I, I'm i happy you're sharing because I think for all of us, it's great to hear what other writers are thinking of and doing. Um I I don't see if, if you've already gotten a positive response from it, like that that could be a great thing. You would have like so many levels to your early access, right? Because you'd be giving early access to the outline part of the process, which it sounds like you have very detailed outlines. Uh, for a second, I'm like, want to ask how you outline? Because if you're asking like one word outlines for each chapter, like one sentence happens, maybe readers wouldn't like that. But if you have like 150 words. That gives them something. I think it could be. I think it'd be very interesting, um, and I'd be very curious. You know, do do the readers go back and then reread re-read? You know, when you come up those the the actual early access chapters that are fleshed out, um, it sounds to me like they would. I'm always for experimenting with something, and the worst thing that happens is your readers tell you, Janita, that w- maybe that wasn't for us. Right? We would prefer the full early access chapters. But in this case, it sounds like you're already doing the outline before you flesh out the chapters, right? Like you're going to be doing that anyways. Am I well, the outline is
6: done. I did it over a year yeah, ago and released it on Medium and had you know, a lot of, you know, response. And people say, "I can't wait <laughs> to read the book. Give me
1: the book." And <laughs> well, yeah. did you already? So are you going to be releasing the same outline you released on Medium? Ah, uh, yes.
6: that's my plan. Yeah,
1: uh, the same one. Okay. Since you've already released it for free. I'm not, sh- you could have it be a paid subscriber benefit, but you know, it's a little, it's a little, it, it's, it's kind of, it wouldn't be necessarily getting early access because if people have already read it for free somewhere, you have the rights to totally offer it for paid on Ream. Like you, without so a sure. doubt, can't.
6: So should I give them the whole outline, all 87 episodes and then the first chapter maybe?
1: As a start? Because you're going to continually start, yes. offer early, at, like you're going to keep giving them chapters as you write them, right? Yes, yes. Then you could upload it all there for for sure. Yeah, yeah. To have it as your start before you launch, but also, I would say, I mean, it doesn't, it won't take you that long to put all eighty seven. That truck. Oh wow, that's, that was bad. Um, I'm sorry about that truck. Um, I I wonder though, like. I think it would be nice for readers to dig into it. The only thing I'm worried about is like if a reader's excited for the early access and then reads ahead on the outline. I'm just trying to think like from a reader's perspective, right? Like if I read ahead on the outline and then I spoil what's coming in the early access. Do you understand what I'm saying?
6: I'm not so it might be, you- uh, maybe maybe offer early access and then the 87 episodes is a bonus maybe at some point.
1: it sounds like the 87 episodes, you could definitely offer as a bonus. You can definitely have it in there. It sounds like the 87 episodes though, is like your way of like driving discovery to it, right? Like you're releasing the episodes on medium, which is super cool. And you're getting traction there and interest in your story there. And then why they would come to your subscription and pay for it is they're gonna want early access to your chapters, which starting with chapter one is all you need to launch it. You could definitely include it, though. I think it makes sense to still have it hosted there. You know, the 87 chap, uh, episodes, the outlines can still be there. That can't hurt anything. Um, but I, I definitely, I would still think the main benefit of why someone would want to come from Medium to your subscription would be for that, the early access fleshed out chapters. So I think you have a really interesting model. Um, so you could definitely, I, I would say it can't hurt to put the 87 outlines in there. Um, But I think the the early access full fleshed out drafts will probably be the draw, given where your readers are already coming from. They've probably already seen a little bit of the outlines and they want the full thing now.
6: Okay. All right.
1: That's uh, what I, I'm I, guessing. It makes sense.
6: And that's why I need somebody, somebody else's head who is aware of how scriptions work to give me some input on it. So thank you.
1: No, of course. Of course. And want to recognize the comments about writing sprints. Yeah, there's a ton of groups that have writing sprints and feel free, like if anyone wants to start their own writing sprint, like you can make a post on the Facebook group and see if people are interested in joining. There's awesome sprints that already exist too. So I don't want to take away from any of that. Um, you know, Gina is an amazing member of the community. Um, so She's awesome. There's a few awesome, there's not a few, there's a lot of awesome writer sprints. But if you're looking to specifically connect with the authors and descriptions for authors Facebook group and do that, feel free to make a post. And you know, if we can do anything to facilitate that, that might be something we can add to the author co-op, which for those who haven't checked out the author co-op, if you're looking for like tier reviews, feedback on your subscription or anything like that, you can trade that back and forth with other authors there. Um, maybe we add writing sprints to that. I like, I like thoughts. So let's see, no questions in the chat that I haven't gotten to, but for everyone here, any questions about anything, subscriptions, the Facebook group, any of the resources we have, any way that we can help you answer any questions, even just about author life in general. Feel free to speak up, on mute.
6: What would you one. say? Sorry. <laughs> we both side uh, at the same time. I'll let you go first.
3: Okay, thank you. Um, right. If you've got, you've uploaded a, a book and you have several chapters and people have been commenting, and then you need to upload a new version because you found an error or something, does that completely wipe out all the comments?
1: That's a fantastic question. Um, at the moment, yes, uh, we'll be looking to come out with where you can create multiple editions for a book. Um, pro- you know, That's on our roadmap for the next year, I'll say, for sure. Um, this is also a good heads up that if you're you know, serializing on a platform like Wattpad or really any of the serial fiction platforms, they work pretty similarly when you delete a chapter oftentimes or upload a new version of the book. A lot of times comments will get wiped too. So that's a big thing to watch out for when you're doing serial fiction. Um, we do want to fix that at some point. So I won't leave you hanging forever on that. But yeah, for now, I, I would be aware that if you want to upload a new version, that's going to happen. One, one thing I will say is that um, we are releasing the ability uh, for the end of summer to have EPUBs attached to community posts. So that if you want to send like the finalized edited version to them and not disrupt the early access version, uh, you could do that. And then you could also just have your readers sideload books if you want them to. Um, I don't know if that helps answer your question.
2: Michael, could you do yeah. where, um, so let's say you've uploaded 18 chapters and then you realized in chapter four, there was a grave error or like me, I'm a discovery writer. Could at the bottom, uh, after the 18th chapter, I could just put revised chapter four after Number 18, I mean, I know it'd be out of order, but I could you can- You it- can even
1: put it, you can change the order of chapters around.
2: Okay, you can. so so technically you could upload it and then move it under the original one that you posted so they could see that there's two chapter fours, right?
1: Yes, or- you could definitely do that now. Okay. Uh, you could definitely do that. The only issue comes when you edit an existing chapter that people have already commented on. Like a, it, it's, you know what I mean? So if you publish a chapter, people have commented, and then you take that same chapter and you go to edit it, you enter a problem zone where those comments will disappear.
2: Yeah. I mean, personally, I'd leave them both so people can yeah. see the difference between the two, you know.
1: I mean, it, it, I think the way that you're proposing, John, I think it's great because it's a way to kind of create your own editions of the story before we make it very easy for the reader to just go to the edition they want. Um, You're basically already doing that. Um, Just in a, we'll make it even easier in time, but you've got the right idea. And I think, did did Georgina have a question or was I just making up that you were also speaking up too?
6: No, you you didn't think it up. Um, I was just wondering what you think the best, starting prices for your tiers to be at
1: it's a great question so the i like to frame it around like a cup of coffee i think a cup of coffee is a good starting price what is a cup of coffee we can debate that but um i think generally like having something around five dollars um, usually like five dollars is a great sweet spot that doesn't mean you can't do something like three dollars or four dollars You could do something like $7 as your entry point, but I feel like $5 is a pretty good entry level tier. That's what I see most authors have. I see a lot of authors have $3 entry level tiers too. I hesitate going too far underneath that because of a few reasons. One of them is because of payment processing fees, um, which probably most of you on this call have already heard me talk about it. So I'll just say very quickly, Um, credit card companies and banks, they charge a set fee per transaction. And it kind of scales where like the bigger the transaction, the smaller the fee is. So on microtransactions, for like $1, you're going to have a lot go to payment processing fees, which isn't great because why would you want to do that when you can make more money? Um, and then the second thing is that there's a really high barrier to entry, getting someone to go from zero to $1 a month, right? Very hard. Like to have someone be a free member to a paid member, that's a jump. The jump from $1 to $3 isn't that much higher, but you make like, over triple because the payment processing fees are less so i I recommend three the range is three to five that's the very short answer (laughs) that my recommended range it's more art than science of course so i don't want to ever make people feel like they have to price something at a specific level um although i will say on ream we do require you at the moment to be above uh three dollars because we have a fear because things are new that riders are going to price themselves less than they're worth and try and compete with each other and all the things we talked about today with imposter syndrome, um, but where we might allow one dollar tiers in the future because we want to be inclusive and give the give authors as much freedom as they can. Um, we're just that's the reason why we personally say three dollars and up. Anyways, I agree.
6: I do like that you've you've done it so that there's a minimum at the moment because yeah, sometimes we can undervalue our work and the amount of time that we put into it
1: when there's a culture set i think we'll change it when when there's more norms established you know then it's like people know like like you know amazon has amazon you could price a book at 99 cents i don't like how they um, well actually why they decrease the royalty rate is because the pay of processing fees that's exactly why they give you a lower rate um So that's a little bit of a disincentive, but even like 2.99, you can price a book at 2.99 on Amazon, but most eBooks are up to 4.99. Culturally, that's just been the norm that's moved up to. Uh, We'd rather start a little bit higher and then hopefully as the norm is where it should be, then if people wanna go lower, we may allow that. Um, We'll see, but that's my advice. (laughs) Thank you. Of course, of course. I don't think we have any chats left, but questions. Feel free to unmute yourself. Turn your camera if you'd like. A lot of folks already do have their cameras on. Here to help with anything.
0: No
2: questions. I'm totally distracted by the person that's in your other person walking back and forth in front of that building, having this animated conversation on their phone. I'm like- That's
3: me. Oh,
6: it's you? I okay. was gonna say it's him walking backwards Well, see, I couldn't
2: tell. I was trying to figure out, but I, I totally wanna to put this person in one of my, my stories because I can just see them walking back and forth in front of, you know, because I didn't realize it was you walking back and forth, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I have all these that's scenarios so already coming up for a character that's, you know, having this animated conversation, so.
1: Yes, I, I, I have- But I can't much. see
2: your hands when in that view, so.
1: <laughs> uh, it's funny um yes no that's me i have I, my computer was like acting up and it's been giving me problems saying i'm like sometimes the phone's more reliable and i personally uh do best when i walk and talk um <laughs> so we're all here together um i do want to give people a chance to We definitely have time for at least one more question if people don't then i can close it out um and I'll share a few things. But does anyone have one last question? I can even get a few more And I don't want anyone to not ask a question if you're here.
2: Remember, there's no stupid questions, no questions that have never been asked before. I'm sure Michael's heard just about everything.
1: <laughs> of course, I'm really glad you could come. Okay, I well, y'all know where to find us. First of all, always a Facebook group. You can make a question about anything. Um, for those who are using Ream, um, first of all, we're super, super grateful. Um, and second of all, you can always reach out to us about specific questions about the platform. As y'all know, we try and keep the Facebook group general to so all subscription platforms. I never want anyone to feel like they have to use REAM. Like we want you to re- use REAM because we hope it's genu- genuinely the best platform for you, but you know what works best for you and your readers. And we're always here to help you do better for yourself and do better for your readers in any way we can. So that's what we created this community. And we're just so grateful to have you all part of it. Now, before I let you go for this month, I do wanna share what we have going on very shortly. So we're doing an experiment. Next Saturday, we have something called a Scriptions for Authors Mixer. Um, I think it's gonna be quarterly, not monthly right now. So I think since we just did the first one, I just kind of put it up. Um, it's gonna probably be once a quarter. So this will be like the Q3, Scriptions for Authors Mixer. And the idea behind it is two things,
4: giving yeah.
1: us all a chance to connect in smaller groups. So, you know, if there's 20 of us in here, we're gonna go into breakout rooms of five people and we're gonna talk about a topic each month that we wanna think about in our subscription. So maybe we have swag month, right? Um, maybe we have a month focused on thinking about serial fiction platforms, or discovery platforms. Maybe we have a month focused on community building and it's less about you know, us in the CUNY bringing a speaker and giving top-down advice and more all of us learning from each other. That's what it's about. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll kind of give a behind the scenes quarterly update on how the CUNY is going, the cool events and things we'll have going on in the CUNY and ways to help you. Um, and behind the scenes stuff about REAM if y'all are interested in that. And then at the end of the kind of mixer, I'll, I'll demo anything and go through any tutorials of uh, how to use subscription platforms that'll help you. Like, so if you're like, I don't know how to schedule things, please schedule this. Like that we'll do like live tutorials with you. So I don't know, the mixer is a mixer of everything right now, we're still figuring it out. But the main idea was that we felt we needed a space to bring people together in smaller conversations and also give regular updates to the community. So it's kind of like our quarterly quarterly fun meetup. Okay, we're experimenting, it's next Saturday, I'll send out more information about it. Um, Otherwise, Otherwise, I hope everyone's having a great summer. I hope everyone's getting rest. I know these are busy times, writing, family. If you have kids, they're probably out of school, which adds a lot in the plate. And then everything else that comes with summer. So I hope you all are enjoying it, having fun. And in the meantime, have a great day. Have a great weekend. Thank you again, Joan for this incredible talk about imposter syndrome. We'll be back next month on the first Friday. We have not nailed our guest speaker down exactly because there's time zone things happening, but it's gonna be a very fun workshop, interactive once again, all about subscriptions. So we'll set up more information about that. We'll see you all soon. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world. I see you all.